Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to another episode of Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Our guest today has gone from a life of what you could say turmoil and adversity to success. Andrina Sawyer is an author, a business strategist, a diversity advocate whose background includes surviving the Civil War in Sierra Leone. Her authenticity and battle-tested principles inspire audiences to embrace their past, own their present, and maximize their future. Now, originally from Freetown, Sierra Leone, she and her family moved to the United States when she was just nine years old due to a civil war that literally had left thousands of people dead, untold numbers maimed and injured and displaced. But she now credits her family's move during the war for her interest in human triumph and perseverance. She has since actively worked to mobilize and empower others to do the same. At age 15, she founded Triple T MAD, Teens Trying to Make a Difference, a community service organization for teens in central New Jersey. As a student at Howard University, she continued to cultivate her interest in community development by founding Rock the Mic, an annual outreach for youth in the D.C. area. These experiences laid a firm foundation that continues to define her work today. She is the president of Perk Consulting, which we'll get into, an advisory firm for a small to medium-sized nonprofits and businesses, and the founder of McWin, M-C-W-E-N, a faith-based network for women of color entrepreneurs. Through her work, she's helped hundreds of organizations and thousands of people move from ideas to purpose-driven work. She's also the author of several books, including... The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur, Five Things They Won't Teach You in Business School. I love that title. Praise God. Help me welcome to the program, Andrina Sawyer. Andrina, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Pastor Bob, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amen. Now, the first question I always ask is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, tell us in your own words, who is Andrina Sawyer? She is a woman after God's heart. You know, she is a daughter, she's a sister, she's a friend, she loves writing. Um, she's currently in Baltimore, Maryland, trying to repivot <laughs> back to normal life. Um, but she has a zest for life, you know, she loves people and she loves God. Amen. Amen. Now, your background coming from a war-torn area in Sierra Leone, how long did it take you to adjust to living in the United States? Years. You know, I came nine years old is an odd time. I always uh, try to explain it this way because you really are not responsible for yourself. And so the adjustment process just looks like doing whatever others are modeling for you. So I think it wasn't until my teenage years that I began to come into my own and say, "Okay, I now have this awareness that my life looks different. The people around me, the culture, everything is different. And this is how I want to take advantage 
of where I am now and what's being offered to me. So I would say I came at nine, maybe until about 17. Wow. I think I finally, yeah, just settled with this, this newness. Amen. Amen. At what age did you find Christ? So I got saved when I was nine. I responded to the call to salvation. I remember going up. Actually, it was more like eight. Uh, I think it was about a year before we came, Mm. responded to the call to salvation. I was a kid, you know, some adult prompted me. But at 15, um, I went to a youth convention with my church. And that's when I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit for myself Mm. that I vividly remember. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And as you grew older, what started you down the path of like starting Triple T Mad? Boredom, to be honest. <laughs> you know, when, when I put that in my in my bio and I have conversations about it, I think people expect this like deep, profound answer. But the truth is, um, it, it started off as boredom. I was 15. I couldn't drive. But I also had this deep awareness that God was calling me to do something. But what could that look like when you don't have resources and you're 15 years old? And so Triple T Mad was kind of this response to God calling me to do something and realizing I I really can't escape it because I don't have anything else to do in the summertime. You know, I'm hanging out with my friends. We're doing the same thing every day. We're hanging out in the street, just doing what teenagers do. There has to be more to life. So Triple T Mad was, again, my response to say, well, what can we do? realistically. So I gathered my friends together, started off with my church friends, and we would go out once a month, um, chaperoned by my mentor at the time, um, Cheryl Bryant. Um, And she would just take us to these places, March of Dimes, Soup Kitchen, Homeless Shelters, AIDS Walk, whatever we could do that wasn't too much for a bunch of teenagers, (laughs) but still impactful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And does that group still continue today? It hasn't. No, it continued up until I think my second year of college. My sister yeah. took over, my younger sister, and then it just died down. Ah, okay. Well, what type of impact did that make in your community and in your own life for your future? Yeah, in my own life, it's it's framed all of the work that I've done since then. I think that's when I first discovered for what I now know as nonprofit work, which is what I do full time in my career. Um, But spiritually, I think it started me questioning, why am I here? That question of purpose. Mm. I think not really being able to explain where Triple T Mad came from. Adults were kind of dumbfounded by, (laughs) by, you could do anything, you know, with your summertime. Why are you doing this? It changed me spiritually. It definitely changed the trajectory of my professional life. Um, But around me, I saw my friends have more of an awareness of what's going on around us. Um, when we did things like the March of Dimes, we couldn't just show up and walk. We had to fundraise. And so, you know, when you're fundraising, you have to explain to people the mission, why you're doing what you're doing. So I saw that my friends were becoming, yeah, we're becoming more aware of of their purpose and how they can make an impact. Um, I think the most impactful thing I saw were the occasions when we went to the soup kitchens and the homeless shelters. Mm -hmm. And to be able to serve a meal to someone um, who that might be their only meal to experience that gratitude, to hear some stories about how people got to where they are. Um, it's life-changing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I've, I've worked uh, when I was, especially when I was back at Bible school, we had several outreaches like that at homeless shelters and missions and things like that. So I know what you're talking about. It is, it is impactful. We hear their stories. It really is. Amen. 
And you went to Howard University. What did you major in there? So I majored in sociology and minored in community development. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And while at Howard University, you founded another outreach that's an annual event, Rock the Mic. Tell us about that outreach. Yeah. So, so Rock the Mic, I like these acronyms, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the mic stood for ministry inside the community. And ah. again, just the response. And, and the rock, of course, was, was Jesus uh, being the rock. Um, so, yeah. So people heard Rock the Mic. I came up with this cool logo that had a microphone. They thought it was all music oriented, mm-hmm. but it was really kind of a gateway to get to the community, get to the teens and young adults. And we were saying, Jesus, the ministry inside the community. Um, And what we did was once a year, we just did back to school outreaches where we got some donations, we fundraised, and then we filled these backpacks and gave them to families that might not be able to afford items for their kids. But it was a full day. So we had basketball tournaments going on. Mm -hmm. We had musicians, local musicians and artists on the stage all day, a cookout, a grill. Um, I have to bring up some of those pictures because as I'm talking about it, I'm just remembering, you know, how pure that time was. But that was the whole idea was to give back to the community, but to make it fun. Amen. Amen. Does that continue today? It has not. No. Oh, I know. Sounds so impactful, too. Yeah. Succession is hard, you know, especially at that age. You don't you don't really know the strategies. But Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, being an entrepreneur, it's not as easy as some people think. I mean, you know, what advice can you give to someone listening to us today that wants to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, Um, know who you are and know what you want to do. Uh, One of my my mentors, uh, Gary, when I first started, he told me, Andrina, people go into entrepreneurship, they marry their mission and they date their model. And Mm -hmm. so when you know what it is that you want to do as a business owner, um, you're able to stay true to that. You're able to serve a need, which is what entrepreneurs do. They serve a need. That's how you create something that's profitable. And then know who you are. Um, once you're able to serve the need, entrepreneurship has this kind of ebb and flow where the industry changes, the climate change, your customers change. Um, so learn yourself, learn the need, and learn you know what it is that you want to serve. Um, be consistent. And make sure that from the start, you're working on the business and not just in the business. I specialize in uh, strategic planning. And one of the biggest challenges that I see with new entrepreneurs is they like run off, you know, they start off running, just wanting to do what they're passionate about. But they never think about the fact that a business is not just the thing that you're good at. It's made of systems and operations and capacity and all the stuff that's not fun. Um, so make sure that you, <laughs> you're working Amen. on the business as you're working in it as well. Amen. Amen. And as you advise someone who's who is uh, preparing to become basically their own boss, I mean, there will be days when they wonder, is this worth it? Am I doing the right thing? You know, what do you share with them when, when they are facing those questions and maybe discouraged from their lack of a quick success? Yeah. One, I would tell them that you're normal. If, if you're not get, seeing quick success, hopefully that means that you're playing the long game. And people who play the long game, they rarely see quick success. Um, when I was writing my book, The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur, one of the things that was fascinating was that it takes on average 15 years for the overnight success to become the overnight success. Yeah, that's true. And, <laughs> it and is. You, 
Yeah. And it, it, we never talk about that. Um, I think social media has misled us to think that the glitz and glamour and the highlight reels that we see happens very, very quickly. But the back end of things that are sustainable take time. Um, so to that person, I would say you're normal if you're not seeing overnight success. So make peace with that. <laughs> like you're not the only one. Um, all of us who are passionate in building, it's taken us some time. And then number two, I would say be, be gracious with yourself. Um, be gracious with yourself and actually embrace the long road. Um, I've found that short-term and, and quick gratification often leads to like a quick decline um, in business when you're only pursuing the short game. But when you're, you're building a business long-term, you have a chance to make sure you have a firm foundation to build on. You can work on those systems that I mentioned, the operations, the capacity, Um so be patient, be patient with yourself, be gracious and patient. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you talk a lot about purpose as yeah. what is purpose as it relates to those who you're trying to help? Yeah. For, for those, so there are two groups that I'm, I'm trying to help test about. And one of them is, you know, the segment of entrepreneurs and small business owners, kind of a, a generic segment. Um, and for that group, I think their purpose is what they feel like they can give the world. Um, so, you know, some are good at some technical things like making clothes or technology or app development and whatever that technical gifting is to them. The purpose is how can I use this to make the world a better place? My job is to make sure that as they're doing what they're good at, I'm helping them build the systems that support what they're good at. So we're looking at like financial growth. We're looking at scaling. We're looking at capacity building. Um, again, the the stuff that entrepreneurs don't typically like, but it's what makes the business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you, you can't emphasize that enough because most people think I'm going to open this door and yeah. everybody will come streaming in from the sidewalk. Yeah. And it just rarely happens that way. Yeah. I, I remember when I, I first got on Twitter and I, I asked this question and I said, if you build it, will they come? I was genuinely curious about whether or not that's the culture of, of, of entrepreneurship and small business success. And the people that responded don't have a lot of followers, but you know, the few people that responded all said, no, <laughs> you know, and if you go into business thinking, I just need to build it and they'll magically come, then you've missed the point of entrepreneurship um, because you have to build it to them, but you also have to tell it to them. And so, you know, part of that is marketing, branding, these buzzwords that we like, but it's all supported, again, by systems. So good customer service, the quality of your service, quality control, you know, again, funding to make sure that, you know, different iterations of the product, it's getting better as you're getting better. Um, all of that speaks to whether or not they will come, but it's not just I build it and they come. Um, and so so the purpose-driven entrepreneur, that's, that's kind of my message is I want you to get your gift out there. I want you to get this product and service out there. But let me help you um, with the back-end support. Uh, there's another group that I am passionate about serving uh, when it comes to purpose, which is women of color, um, especially women of faith um, who are women of color. And obviously, I'm a woman of color <laughs> and I'm a woman of faith. And I realized I'm celebrating 11 years this year in entrepreneurship. Amen. Amen. But I realized very early on the challenges um, that come with both of those. 
as a woman of faith, implicitly, I've been asked many times to compromise my values, many times to compromise my integrity. It's not honoring to God, but it's the long game. As a woman of color, um, the stats kind of speak to themselves, where women of color in business, I think, are making about a quarter of what others are making in business, including men, men of color. And so, you know, these challenges and resources and equity is something that I've grown to be passionate about based on my experiences. So to to purpose-driven people in that segment, um, I think my message is really you can do it. Tell us a little bit more about McQuinn, about what you're doing there. Yeah, so so McQuinn Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network um, is meant to be a community. I remember starting Perk, which was my first business, Um, that I'm celebrating 11 years with. And I think after about two years, the adrenaline had worn off. The initial support, you know, wasn't there anymore. I was depressed. I remember sitting on the couch crying, thinking, why did I quit my job to do this? Um, Some days went without food because I didn't have any money and I was too embarrassed to even just ask for a loan because again, no one told me to quit my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I said I was I was being purpose driven, and so McQuinn was birthed out of those experiences. Um, because once I came out on the other side, I realized I felt alone, but I wasn't alone. There were a lot of other people going through the same things. So McQuinn is about forming community so that other women can know they don't have to go through building businesses and being purpose driven um, alone. Why minority? I get asked that question a lot. Um, and I always say that it's a, it's a statement of solidarity and not exclusion. So that if you are a woman of color or you are a minority or you are a friend of, of women of color um, and you want to help with the equity issues, that you can belong um, to this community as well. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you mentioned your faith and how uh, some instances someone wanted you to compromise your integrity and all that. How are faith and purpose connected? Yeah, I think I think faith is the anchor for our purpose. Um, as a as a believer, professing believer, um, it's hard for me to find purpose in anything that doesn't honor God. And I know that sounds so churchy, <laughs> but you know, in my in my personal life and in in my work, um, the biggest question is, what do I exist for? And I, I came to the realization some years ago that I existed to bring God glory. Well, how does work, you know, purpose-driven work fit into this? I realized we spend more time at work than we do anywhere else in any other area of our lives. So what greater opportunity do we have to bring God glory than in the area that we spend a majority of our lives in? Yeah. Um, and so p- purpose and faith are connected because it takes faith to keep going when you feel crazy, but you know that God has told you something, you know, it takes faith to be obedient to that. Um, and, and I think it's hard for people to know what their purpose is without that faith element. Yeah. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Adrena Sawyer. Now I'm telling you, if you have your own business, if, if you are your own boss, even if you're, you haven't started this great business idea yet, folks, you need to get in touch with Andrina Sawyer. I mean, even if you're an employee at another company, your job could disappear faster than you think. I know I've lived that scenario a couple times in my life. But the important thing is, with Andrina's help, you can start your side job, 
while you still have an income coming in. And that soon could become your main job. Amen. Then you're the one that's in charge. But if you start now, you could be in a position where you may just decide to quit your regular job. How awesome would that be, right? But you won't know how to do it or how to go about doing it unless you get in touch with Andrina Sawyer. Amen. Just drop down to the show notes, click the links right there, get in touch with her today, and be sure you order her new book, The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur, Five Things They Won't Teach You in Business School. I'm telling you, folks, this is a great book, and it will benefit you so much. Even if you're not looking at starting another career, it could give you some ideas on you know, generating some additional income. Praise the Lord. I mean, Christmas season's coming, birthdays are coming, vacations are coming, and you could be ready for it. Just drop down the show notes, click the link right there, order your book today, but... Be sure you come back for the next episode because today was just part one of what turned into a great two-part interview and you will not want to miss the conclusion. Amen. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.